0: morning everyone welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church online uh, this is the only way that we're meeting just now is online but uh, I just want to reflect on something that Psalm 52 says in verse 1 we read it in the New King James version it says the goodness of God endures continually God is good all the time circumstances around us might change but God is good all the time and I just I just want to pray for you today pray that you are safe as we continue in lockdown and as we begin to look at how that looks for uh, coming out of that and so uh, I just recognize that we're going to have to be doing church online for a little bit longer before we gather please pray for wisdom for uh, us as leaders as we look at how we come out of lockdown we'd really appreciate that but Let me just say that I just pray that you're uh, in good spirits today, that you're safe and well, and that you have everything that you need. And if there is something that you uh, just need a help with, then uh, please get in touch with us. We just want to be able to help you out and to give you a hand. But we're here to worship God today. We're here to praise the King of Kings, the Lord of all Lords, to give him all the glory. So let's just lift him up in our prayers and in our praise today. Father, we just thank you that you are here today. Father, we thank you that we can gather as church, albeit online. We may be separated physically, but Father, we're together in heart and in spirit. And so, Father, we just pray for this service, Lord, that your hand would be upon it, Lord, that you uh, would really speak to us through this service, and Father, that you just impart your blessing into each of our hearts. Father, may we receive something from you today, Father, something to encourage us, to inspire us, to challenge us, to motivate us, to move us forward into your heart and purposes for us and for this church, and Father, we just welcome all today who are maybe not part of this church, but, Father, who are tuned in and joining today. And, Father, we just pray your blessing on them too, upon every family, every individual, every household. And, Father, we just pray that your spirit would descend as we worship you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Let's really worship him today.
1: The splendor of in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide trembles at his voice trembles at his voice how great Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great. Other spirits, son, lion and the lamb, lion and the lamb. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? Oh, will see how great. For the name of all. How great is our God Sing with me How great is our God All will see how great How great is our God How great is our God Sing with me How great our God all oh, we'll will see how great how great is our God
0: thank you Jesus Father we just thank you that your goodness endures forever Father we thank you that we wake up refreshed and Father able to count our blessings which are new every morning Father you pour out your blessings upon our lives and we just thank you for that and Father just as we sing this next song Father we think of 10,000 reasons why we should worship you and praise you thank you Jesus
1: It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing a song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when. Yes, the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I will worship your holy name. I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, oh my soul
0: in our lives. Father, that we can worship you today, tomorrow, and forever. And Father, we just pray like David that we would have that song rising within our hearts day by day. Father, just counting our blessings day by day and entering into your presence day by day. Father, your word says, and Jesus said it himself, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Father, from your mouth. Father, we need to hear your words to us today. And so, Father, we just pray that our ears would be open and attentive to all that you want to say to us. We ask, Amen, Amen. We're just going to bring uh, greetings uh, from a good friend of our church today. Uh, it's a, a man called Ray Stokes. For those of you who don't know him, to the church, you'll mostly all know who Ray is. Uh, Ray is a great friend of the church, pastor, um, apostle, and prophet in uh, the Assemblies of God churches. And uh, he's from Texas, and Ray is going to just come and bring us greetings just now.
2: Hello, Whitburn Pentecostal Church. This is Ray Stokes. I am uh, with my wife outside of San Antonio, Texas, where we are awaiting the Uh, end of this COVID-19 and so that the world can get back to some sense of normalcy. During this time, I have been reading some Psalms so that I could recapture the heart of David in worship and in prayer and particularly his faith and his declarations of the goodness of the Lord and that Jesus is king over all the earth. But there's another passage that I want to draw your attention to in John chapter 4 when Jesus goes to get a drink of water And it's a Samaritan woman who he asked for a drink from. And she's shocked by that. And he responds to her and he says, if you knew the gift of God and the one that was asking you for water, you would have asked him for a cup of living water. Isn't it true that during this time, we really kind of turning to the Lord and asking him to do something for us, do something for us, do something for us. But I think maybe later on in that same time, passage of scripture, Jesus says to the woman that if you drink of the water of this well, you will thirst again, but if you drink of the water that I give, you will never thirst again, but it will open up a fountain of living water within you that springs up into eternal life. Don't you hate it when we ask God, gimme, 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 gimme? And he looks at us lovingly and says, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. Maybe it's time for us to return to the Lord and let that living water spring up inside of us. Let that well of God overflow through worship and praise and faith and proclamation of his kingship and his lordship. All of this stuff is gonna blow over and we're gonna be restored back to our normal lives. At which time I look forward to being with you and, uh, shaking your hands and hugging your faces and uh, telling you that I love you in Jesus' name. I pray that you'll be blessed and that you'll be strengthened in the Lord. Amen. God bless you.
0: Great Ray, and we pray God's blessing on you and Anne and upon your family out there in uh, the States. And we just thank you for this encouragement for our hearts today and uh, help us to Uh, Just uh, helping us to think about the future and uh, yeah, things come, things go, these seasons come uh, to pass and all things change, but uh, we just thank you for your encouragement to us today to drink from the rivers of life and, and, Father... Uh, we just pray that today, as we come to your word, as we turn to your word, Father, we pray uh, that as we read Psalm one, Lord, that we would be encouraged to be like that tree which is planted by the rivers of living water. Father, that we would put our roots down deep into you and into your Spirit and into the things which you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Bring your Bibles, really quickly, uh, to Sam, and we're going to read Psalm one, and we're going to really uh, be encouraged by God's word to us today. Good morning, everyone. Uh, If you missed the welcome at the start, let me welcome you once again. If you're visiting with us, a very warm welcome. Can I just encourage you to turn uh, to your Bibles? We're going to do a reflection on Psalm 1, and we're just going to work our way through the Psalm today. But we're going to read the verses first, and we're going to flick them up on the screen here uh, so that we can read them together. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand on the day of judgment. Nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. What an incredible psalm. And we're going to just reflect on this psalm today. It's a psalm that's all about choices. It's a psalm that's all about growth. And in reality, who we are today is a result of the choices that we made yesterday. Whether choices about our body, how we treat it, what we feed it with, how we exercise it, our minds, how we feed our minds, what we uh, think about day by day, and our spirits, what we feed on. uh, These Things that we do today will affect our tomorrow. The things we did yesterday affect our today. For example, they determine how we survive the challenges and the changes that we experience. How we think our priorities, how we spend our time, how we use our God-given talent, how we spend our finances, how we marshal our energy. We could go on and on. All of these things that we experience today are as a result of our choices yesterday. What choices are you making today? Because those choices will affect your tomorrow. It's a psalm about choices, but it's a psalm about growth. This psalm uh, is about a tree, a, a person likened to a tree which grows. And we can grow in godliness or we can grow in selfishness, but we can't grow in both. I encourage us to grow in godliness today. And it struck me how often the Bible uses pictures of living things to depict how a Christian grows. Trees are alive. Trees are rooted. They're growing. They're leafy. They're fruitful. Sometimes needing pruned and always experiencing the changes in the seasons. And as Christians, we ought to be growing in our faith day by day. We ought to be growing in grace and we ought to be growing in godliness. How are you growing as a Christian today? Let's just reflect on this psalm. It says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Or happy is the man. Essentially, it's about being happy. That's the the meaning of the word that's used here in the Old Testament. Blessed actually means to be happy. Now, I don't know. You you, you maybe have a to-do list. I have a to-do list for home. I have a to-do list for the church. Both lists are very long. And sometimes you feel you're never getting through your to-do list. But there's something really incredible and makes you happy when you're able to tick things off on your to-do list. You're able to say, done that, done that, done that. And it gives us this feeling of happy. It gives us this feeling that we're making progress, that we're heading in the same, in the right direction. And that's what this word means. It's about making progress in the right direction. I don't know if you've ever read that book or heard of that book, uh, Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Um, It's a book that my dad read to us many times over and we learned what it was for a Christian to to come to that place of faith, to come to the cross, to come to Jesus, to realise that you're a sinner, to have that burden of sin uh, come off But then that's not the end. It's the beginning of a journey as we get to know God, as we walk into God's plan and purposes for our lives. And there's a sense in which this psalm doesn't begin so much with progress, but it begins with regress. It says, about a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But if we take that the opposite way round, we read about the person who does that, then we see a regression, as, as it were, into a sinful life, into an ungodly life, into an unhelpful life. Rarely, if ever, do we stay still in life. We're either moving forward and making progress or we're going back the way. Very rarely are we standing still. We're going one direction or the other. And rarely do we start off life with the intention of being a really bad person. I think very few people start off life that way. But you see, the choices that we make today will affect our tomorrow. And so we need to make the right choices. Now, first, this man is depicted as walking. The the sinner is depicted as walking in the way of uh, the wicked. In other words, it's about it's about listening to the counsel and plans of wicked people. It's about being in the wrong company. We need to think about who we're listening to and who is influencing us. Who is influencing our thinking? Then the man is depicted as standing. Uh, let me just flick th- forward a wee bit. We've called this the sinner's regress. He's walking, then he's standing. And I don't know if you, if you notice this, it's, it's one thing to be walking, maybe walking past something that influences us in a negative way, but then we can stop and we can stand still and we begin to dwell on that thing. And it's like the man who stands in the way of sinners. And we'll see that more as we open up uh A few parables that Jesus told, we're going to do that in a few weeks' time. Look at uh, the parable of uh, the lost sheep, the lost coin and the lost son. So over a, a couple of weeks we're going to be looking at that. And we'll think a little bit more about what it means here. But who are we associating with? The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. If we're standing around with people who are sinners, if we're walking alongside them, journeying alongside them, then it's going to rub off on us. And then finally, the man is depicted as sitting and it makes me think about Lot. I don't know if you remember the story of Lot in the book of Genesis in the Bible. He was Abraham's nephew and Abraham and Lot parted company. Lot chose to go to where the green pastures were and it says in the the book of Genesis that he pitched his tent towards Sodom. He had his eye on this city and he he eventually ended up living there. He went from a place of blessing to a place of settling to ultimately a place of resting in a city where there were so many negative influences that it affected him, affected his family. It says that we are blessed if we don't sit in the seat of mockers. So it's about progress and it's about making progress headway in our Christian faith. This is, I've I've flipped this round so that we can see the negative effects of this. And the reality is that small compromises today cause us to drift from God tomorrow. The small compromises that we make today will cause us to drift away from God tomorrow. See, it doesn't matter how we approach this. This is the reality in life. If we compromise, it will ultimately affect us and it will affect the way that we move on in life. We need to make decisions today that will protect us tomorrow. You see, the problem is that the day of temptation comes to everyone. And if we compromise now, it will be all the more easy to compromise tomorrow. I talk about temptation being like raindrops. We've had plenty of rain this weekend. And if you think about a single raindrop, it comes down, we think, eh, not that big a problem. But add all those raindrops together and we can potentially have a flood and floods can be destructive. And all those small compromises are like little raindrops, but if we add them together, then what happens is we end up with this flood that affects our life in a negative way. You see, we can compromise in so many ways. We talk about a little white lie. Can I just say there's no such thing? It's either something's true or it's false. It's true or it's a lie. There's no such thing as a white lie. Things like a poor attitude. An inadvertent click on a link on the internet. A decision to stay mad with someone. The list could go on. A list of seemingly small compromises, but they have an effect on everyday life. And the problem is that if we compromise in our faith, it takes us further away from our relationship with God. And then one day we wonder, we wonder how we got into such a mess. Why is life like this? Why is this happening? Why, why, why? It's because of the decisions that we made yesterday. All the little things that we did. And the results are that our new normal today, and we've heard that phrase used so often these days, new normal, and when we come out of lockdown, normal is going to be different. I think we're all tuning into that fact now. Normal is going to be different as a result of all the small compromises that we make in our lives, tomorrow can be a new normal and it can be a normal that doesn't take us into a relationship with God, doesn't take us forward in our faith. However, by contrast, the blessed man, the happy man, his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. Little is never as small as you think. Let me just underline that. All the little things that we do, delighting in God's word, day by day, take us deeper into that relationship with him. If we grow, if we are to grow and be fruitful, we need to learn to lean into God and to pray. That God gives us a hunger and a thirst and a desire for him and for his word. The Bible says, Jesus said it himself, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. You see, God's words to us are life and they're food, and they help us to be rooted as people like a tree is rooted next to the streams. And we're going to think about this, this fruitful tree. It says that the blessed man, the happy man, the man who has direction, the man who has purpose, is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I don't know if you think about yourself in these sort of terms as being like a fruitful tree, a tree planted by streams of water. And in the Bible and in Eastern times, a stream moving water is associated with life, whereas a stagnant uh, pool would be associated with death. Even animals sometimes would avoid going to a stagnant pool. They can smell that the water is unwholesome. But in Bible times, A stream or moving water is like life-giving water. We thought about that a little bit when we looked at Psalm 23 just recently. And in John chapter 7, Jesus is at the Feast of Tabernacles. And it it says that after uh, saying some things that he shouts out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And out of the very core of who he is will come rivers of living water. And what he was talking about was a river of the Holy Spirit living within and flowing out from us and producing the good fruit that we're talking about. And we'll think about that a little bit more next week as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. But briefly there are three components to a tree that I want to consider as we think about this, Sam, and as we think about what it means. There are three things, roots, shoots, and fruits, or root, shoot, and fruit. And here they come on the screen. A healthy tree has good roots. We can be rooted in all sorts of things today. We can be rooted in philosophy, the ideas of man, the thinking of man. We can be rooted in that. We can be rooted in tradition and some of those traditions could be good but some of those traditions could be stifling what God wants to do in our lives and I think if there's one thing that the circumstances today are going to shake up is our tradition and the things that we rely on and the things that we hold to. Everything has been shaken up today and so that the church when it comes out of the other side of this is going to look different. Believe me, there are some things that are going to change in churches all across our nation. There are things which are going to change, I think, in this church. But we need to remain we need to remain rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Not in philosophy, not in tradition, certainly not in paganism, ideas from other religions past, present, Not rooted in self-interest, looking out for number one, looking out for the things that are important to me, and the list could go on. But what are we encouraged to be rooted in as Christians? Well, Colossians chapter 2 verse 17 talks about being rooted rooted and grounded in God. And love, sorry. Colossians 2, 6, 7 talks about being rooted in God. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 talks about being rooted in God. And if we read 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, we read that God is love. God is love. So if we're rooted and grounded in love, we're rooted and grounded in God. Our roots are important. What we're rooted in, not empty, hollow things to do with our thinking but in God and in his word and the things which he says to us. Then the second thing is shoots. And I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but a tree doesn't grow from the bottom up, it grows from the top. A tree grows from the top. In fact, it grows from the extremities, it grows out the way from the branches. And where the green shoots are and we've got a tree in the garden and I'm beginning to see now the little green shoots appearing all the way around the extremities of the tree. That's where the life happens. And a tree grows up, not from the bottom, but from the top. And those extremities, that green growth, those green shoots, speak to me about the new things that God is doing in our lives today. The Bible says that God's blessings are new every morning. Just this week I woke up just thinking about the things which God had done in my life. And I, before I even got out of bed, I'd hardly opened my eyes and I was giving God thanks for things that he was doing in and around us. The shoots go out. We've got to keep growing, but we've got to keep experiencing the new growth, the new things that God's wanting to do in our life today. And then lastly, the fruit. And if we're going to grow in God, then we need to be producing fruit. I referenced uh, the the Holy Spirit living within us and rivers of living water coming out of us. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23 talks about the fruit of having the Holy Spirit live within us. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. And it says that against such things there's no law. Why? Because if we exhibit this fruit, who can criticise? Who can come against us? Nothing and nobody. But this fruit comes as we have the Holy Spirit within us. And just as we draw the message to a close, I want to think about one particular kind of tree. I want to think about the oak tree. And one of the foundational scriptures for this church is Isaiah 61.3. And it was shared by a man called John Glass, who was then the superintendent, the leader of, his, uh, of the Elam churches uh, in the UK. And John was with us for a church weekend in Creef. And he was speaking and he just shared a prophetic word into the life of the church. And he says uh, that we would become a fellowship that would be known for its spiritual strength being a visible demonstration of the glory of God. And he quoted that very scripture, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, where it says they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. A mighty oak is just a nut that never gave up. And it probably won't be the first time that our church has been accused of having a few nuts in it, if I'm being totally honest. A mighty oak is just a nut that never gave up. I encourage us today as church not to give up, not to give in, but to keep on persevering. I'm reminded of that word uh, in Galatians, I think it's chapter 6, verse 7. It says about, not giving up, not giving up and doing good because at the right time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. We need to keep persevering. We need to keep pressing in. We need to keep getting up in the morning and giving God thanks for the breath in our lungs, for the strength to get up and do the things that we're doing. We are blessed. And then this psalm goes on uh, just as it closes out to talk about judgment. It says, Not so the wicked. That paints a very different picture for the wicked. That they're like the chaff that the wind blows away. There's certainly a strong wind uh, this weekend and blown things all over the place. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The Bible says, And this is the reality for all of us that there's coming a day we will stand before God and we will be judged for the good or the bad that we've done. There's coming a day where I know that I will stand before God. I will stand in the day of judgment. I will face God. I will give an account for my life. I will give an account for all the little decisions, Maybe all the little compromises that I have not dealt with in my life, the things which have led me in the wrong path or the things which have led me on the right path. Here's the thing. God gives us the opportunity today to confess the little indiscretions that have led us down on the wrong path and to get those things sorted out before him so that the day when we meet God, we will be able to stand in his presence. We will be able to stand before God with confidence. You see, God comes to give us a fresh start. Jesus came. He came that we might have life. He came to forgive us. He came to take our sin upon us. Read Isaiah 53. It paints a picture of what Jesus came to do. If we want to understand the work of forgiveness, read Psalm 32 and it goes into the work of forgiveness. You could also read uh, Psalm, I think it's Psalm 51 or 52, I think it's Psalm 51. Go into that and and read about uh, David's process that he went through of getting himself uh, sorted out before God. You see, we need to deal with the dead wood that's on the tree. We need to deal with that so that When it comes to the day of judgment, we can stand with confidence before God. And that really is all about bringing our prayers and our confessions before him. That we can stand with confidence knowing that our life is hidden with Christ and God. So that when God sees us on that day, he will see Jesus in us. He will see the Holy Spirit in us. And the reality is for all of us that this process, this growth, takes time. Growth can be imperceptible at times. I don't know about you, I've got a a tree out the front of my house. It's a birch tree, it's a weeping birch, and the growth seems imperceptible. It hardly seems to be growing. But I look back at a photograph from the house that I used to stay in, and I planted a birch tree in there, which was just about this high. It was just... Maybe just over a metre high, a little twig. And just recently, a few weeks ago, that tree had to be cut down. It was so big that it was beginning to affect uh, the things which are around it. It was affecting the garden, the driveway, the pavements. The tree had to be cut down because it was so big. I hardly noticed that tree growing at the time. But as we look back, we can see that progress. And we, in the same way, like a tree planted by living water, need to be making progress. Lastly, the psalm says, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. God watches us. He's watching our progress. He's monitoring our progress all the time. And he sees whether we're progressing or whether we're regressing as Christians. My prayer today is that we progress in our faith. The bottom line is that who we are today is a result of the choices that we made yesterday. Let's not let lockdown get our guard down. Let's think about the decisions that we are making today that will influence our tomorrow. And we need to continue to be watchful of our lives prayerfully asking God to speak into our lives and to watch what's going on in our lives and to bring that correction, to bring that discipline, to bring that pruning if needed so that tomorrow will be a blessed tomorrow. So that we can be like this man who is blessed, who is happy and who knows the hand of God in his or her life. And the reality is that we don't harvest today the seeds that we sow today. The seeds that we sow today, we will harvest in another season. We need to think about the seed that we are sowing today, whether whether that's body, soul, or spirit, the decisions that we're making, the things that we're investing into. What we sow today will ultimately affect our tomorrow. But it will not be evident until tomorrow. See, that's the thing. It's imperceptible at the time. But I pray that we begin to sow good seed, that we sow wisely, that we invest wisely, our time, our talents, our energy, our finances, our resources, who we are, into the kingdom of God. You see, the Bible encourages us to pray. The disciples ask Jesus, how should we pray? And this is what he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life and my family in my church and my community and my school and my workplace in my street, wherever it is. But it will only come if we invest ourselves into that, invest our time, talent and energy. What we sow today will not be evident until a day in the future, but... Believe me, everything we are sowing today, the decisions that we're making, we will reap from that in the future. And so I pray that we sow wisely. I pray that we are like a tree planted by streams of water. That we experience that life-giving energy that comes from the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray as we finish off. Father, we just thank you for this incredible psalm. Help us to meditate on this psalm. Father, perhaps even this week as we go into our Bibles, may we find time to meditate on this psalm and know what it's saying to us. And Father, we just thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for the blessings which you pour into our lives day by day. And Father, we pray that we would experience your presence in new ways day by day. Father, we pray that you would feed us from your word and that we would know what it is to walk in your presence. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and we pray your blessing upon each member of this church. Those who are watching, maybe who are joining with us today, who are guests, Lord, we pray your blessing on them and their families too. And maybe you've never made a decision to become a Christian. We just want to invite you today to make that decision, to reach out to God today. Maybe you have been investing in the wrong things. Maybe you have been investing in bad decisions and wrong attitudes and things which are holding you back in life. And you wonder why you are where you are today. You wonder why your life is the way it is. Can I just say that God can come and wipe your slate clean. He can give you a fresh start today. He can give you a new beginning. And I want you just to pray this prayer after me. And we're not going to be along with this. If you pray this prayer, let us know. You can go to our website, whitburnpentecostal.com. And there you can communicate with us. You can send us a message through Facebook. (coughs) Just let us know that you've done these things. And we want to just encourage you on that journey. So let's just pray. And you pray this prayer after me, where you are in your house, wherever you're watching, and just say these words after me, whether out loud or in your heart. Heavenly Father, I recognise that I've made some wrong decisions. I've invested unwisely. I've been selfish. I've said things that are not right. Done things that have hurt other people. But today, I ask that you forgive me. I ask that you give me a fresh start. I ask that your Holy Spirit comes into me and helps me to be like that tree planted by the water. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you've made that decision today, I encourage you to get in touch with us. We're finished for today, church. It's been great to hear from Ray. It's been great to worship together. I've been really encouraged just reading this psalm and meditating on this psalm and I hope it's been a blessing to you too. I hope it's been an encouragement to sow and to invest into a relationship with God as you go into this week. And I just pray that you are safe and that you stay connected with the Holy Spirit. Read his word, get to know him more and more and more each day. The Lord bless you and the Lord Just keep you, make his face to shine upon you, to be gracious towards you, to give you peace and just to pour his blessing upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.